Well, welcome to Church Online today. We are so excited to have you guys here. We have our dream team in the room today. I'm so excited to like actually be able to talk to people. Yeah. It is so amazing. And church, we cannot wait to have all of you guys back in this room on July 11th and 12th. We have some awesome announcements coming out over this next week on some of the things that we're going to be doing to prepare for you guys to return to church. So I hope you guys are excited, as excited as we are. But let me, let me tell you something. This season of like quarantine, social distancing, coronavirus, COVID, all, all, all of the, the things combined, you know, there's been some really great things that are coming out of this season. Like I feel like I've had time in my life just to kind of slow down a little bit. You know, to like value some relationships, family, people, like it's given us opportunity to do some things that we wouldn't have normally gotten to do in the past. And so I'm really excited about some of the things I'm bringing out of this season, but there's also some pretty negative things that I've picked up in this season. I don't know about you guys, but there's been this thing called like constant snacking that has taken place and it's been really detrimental to like my physical health. And so I, I brought some things with me today and I just wanna see, like, like you guys can put in the comments, all of that, what has been your snack of choice in this season? I don't, I don't know, but I just brought a few of mine that you know, I always have around the house, like Oreos, you know? But with an Oreo, you gotta have some milk, you know, to dunk it in right now. Everybody's like, where are the Oreos at home? They're like going through the cabinets. I got, okay, this, is, this one is my absolute favorite. Where's all my M&M people out there? Mm -hmm. The peanut, the peanut M&Ms are the best. Might be because I'm kind of nuts, but I, you know. Anyways, okay, how, how many chip people do we have? Anybody like Dorito people? Uh, not really. What kind of chips do you guys like? I, I don't, hey, what'd you say, Fritos? Look, you got some Fritos. All right, all right. This one is like one of my absolute favorite go-to snacks, and I have them in my office sometimes, and it's really bad because I just start eating them for like lunch sometimes. Gummy bears, it's like this constant, easy thing just to pick up. But there's one, of, one thing that TJ always eats at home, and when he goes to the cabinet and he opens the cabinet and pulls it out, I'm like, oh, oh no. I hear it in the room. Beef jerky. It smells terrible. Every single time he brings it out, I'm like, mm, mm. But this snacking thing is something that I've, that I've picked up in this season of quarantine, and it's something that I need to get rid of. Like, I don't want to bring it with me out of this season. Like, there's some good things, but then there's some bad things that I don't want to take with me. But you know, one of the things in this season that God has really been challenging me in is in this specific area of my life, and I want to talk to you guys about it today, and, it, and it's by no means something that I have figured out or mastered, and so it's something that I'm on a journey with along with probably all of you guys, and it's a topic that I think is more spiritual than we give it credit for. I think a lot of times we think this topic is very practical. It's something that we can do in life, but I actually think it has a very deep spiritual meaning and some major spiritual significance. And today I want to talk to you guys about the word diligence. 
You know, diligence isn't something you hear messages preached on all the time. But I think in, in my quiet time as I was sitting back, God just kept bringing me and like almost like beating me over the head like, Shayla, you need to learn diligence, diligence. And I opened up my Bible and Proverbs is one of my favorite things to read. If you don't even know what to read in the Bible, there's 31 Proverbs, whatever day it is, go to that part of Proverbs, Proverbs 20, and read for that day. And so I opened up my Bible, and this must have been on, on the 21st, because it says this in Proverbs 21.5, the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. And isn't that what we want in life? Don't we want plenty and fulfillment and profit and all of these good things to be added to our life? Says the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty lead surely to poverty. You know, I think a lot of times in life we want what we want and we want it now, right? Like, I want this certain marriage, and I expect just to have it overnight. But what happens is when we're, when we're not happy in something, we try to make it happen, and we're hasty, and it ends up leaving us unfulfilled. Yeah. I mean, you think about that when, when something happens with your car and you have to make a split decision, you're like, I'm kind of sick of this. I would really like a nice car. And you just go and you spend money frivolously and it leaves you in this place later on of being like, man, how am I going to make ends meet? Because the plans of the diligent lead to plenty, but of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. In Proverbs 12, 24, it says this, diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. Proverbs 13, 4, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. What do you guys think the key word is in some of those verses? <laughs> it's diligence. See, it's not something we talk about very often, but I think it can make a huge difference in our life. You know, in that verse where it says, the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty, hasty surely lead to poverty. And I think lack of fulfillment for so many of us is the essence of poverty. You know, I think so many of us want our life to look so different. You know, we're, we're in life and it's like we're sitting down and we're like, you know what? I want a successful marriage. I want my marriage to look like that. And we just expect the success to fall in our lap without ever doing anything. Right. It's like, you know what? I want financial freedom, but I just, I want to be comfortable. I want to spend like I want to spend. I want to do what I want to do. And we just expect God to bring financial freedom in our life while we just sit here and do nothing. It says the plans of the diligent, the plans of those that work, the plans that get up and say, I'm going to see that thing through to where I want to be. You know, but some of us, so many of us, we just sit back and we, and we just expect our life to be different. We just expect things to change. We expect things to fall into our lap. But really, it's the plans of the diligent that lead to plenty that lead to fulfillment. You know, if you talk to any successful person, they just didn't set out on this journey to go, you know what, I'm gonna have a successful business. It's just gonna happen because I have this brilliant idea and I have this idea and so let's see it happen. You know, it doesn't work that way. 
You talk to any successful business owner, any person that has a successful marriage, any person that has successful relationships, any person that has success in their finances, it's not because they sat back, but it's because they got up and they were diligent to get those things done. Because the reality is, listen, the great marriage, it takes work. The financial freedom we hope that we, we want, it takes discipline. The kids that we hope to raise take time, patience, attention. Hello. It's not just, I want them to turn out this way. Go ahead, kids. I expect for you to be amazing and never have hard conversations or lead and guide them. I mean, think about it. You think about athletes. Athletes can have the greatest talent that there is. They are born with it. But if they never show up at practice, they're never going to be a successful athlete. I don't know about you guys. I watched recently. Did you guys watch The Last Dance with Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan was like my favorite basketball player growing up. I had his posters all over my walls. Like my brothers and sisters and my friends were like texting me when the last dance come on. Come on, Sheila, are you watching the last dance? They were like, we were thinking about you the whole time because I loved Michael Jordan. And the thing that I realized in watching the last dance, and if you've watched it, Michael Jordan had so much talent and he knew that he was the GOAT. You know, he knew that he was the greatest of all time. But you know what? He worked harder in practice every single time. He said, you know what? It's not just enough to have ability. It takes work and effort to lead to success. And so many of us, the desired outcome of our life doesn't just happen by coasting through life and allowing things to just come our way. It happens through diligence and hard work that leads to fulfillment, that leads to plenty. You know, TJ and I are in the process of selling our house. And this is a house that we've had for four years. And when we bought this house, we went into this neighborhood, and our realtor told us at the time, you don't buy the house, you buy the neighborhood. And so we found this amazing neighborhood that we wanted to live in, and we found a dump of a house. And we went in, and, and we saw so much potential in this house. There was so much value there, but it needed a lot of work. Like, it need, we had vision for it, but we were going to have to go in there and gut everything out and take everything out. And we put in so much work in this house. We'll come four years later, the market is going crazy right now. Like, houses are selling for ridiculous prices. And TJ and I are like, let's just put our house on the market and see what happens. Our neighborhood should not be selling at this price. And we have an amazing realtor. Dave Petley was in the room. He, like, did a killer job. And so we, um, we put our house on the market. Before we even showed it the first time, we had an offer. So we had multiple full price offers in the first two days of listing our house. Why? Because we, the value was there, but we put in the work that caused it to be valuable. You know, at the same point, now we're going to be homeless. We have to go look for a house because we don't have anywhere to go and I have a great dame. And so we're looking for houses and we've come across this house that we kind of thought similarly to our house, like, oh, we see so much value in this and potential, but boy, it needs a lot of work. But see, the owner listed it like it had the value of the work done. 
And so we went in and we're like, you know what, this needs a whole lot of work. All you've done, dude, is like slap some caulk in your foundation issues, painted your cabinets, and said it's an extensive remodel. <laughs> and so we, we go in and, and we were like, you know what, I see the value of this house, but the guy has it priced at the value that I see without the work that needs to happen in order for that to be valuable. And so, so many of us in life, the value is there. The purpose is there. The great marriage is there. The financial success is there. It's just, are you willing to do the work to get to the value? Are you willing to do the work? And so I want to give you guys just a couple keys. It's going to be a short message to becoming diligent in life. And number one is this, small things are important. In Luke 16, 10, it says this, if you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in the large ones. You know what I think happens so many times in life? We place so much value on the big decisions. Who am I gonna marry? What is my career gonna be? What house am I gonna have? You know, what, what is my retirement going to look like? And those do have huge impacts in our life. But I think what has greater impacts is the small decisions that we make every single day. Because I can't buy the house without putting effort into my finances. I can't have the marriage that I want without putting the work into it on a daily basis. It's the small things that are so important. I mean, think about this. If you want better health, you have to get rid of the quarantine snacks. <laughs> like small decisions. But you got to get rid of those things. If you, if you want a better health, then you have to change the way you eat. You have to exercise. It's the little things that you have to do every single day that gives you the outcome that you're so desperate for. But so many times we're praying, God, change my situation. And he's going, be diligent. The value is there. The purpose is there. My plan is there. But I need you to get up for a minute. I need you to do some small things every single day. You know, so many of us, we want this amazing relationship with God. And we want to be able to hear God's voice and be so connected to him. But we aren't willing to ever spend time. And it's the small little things. This changed my life so much. I remember I struggled getting up and having quiet times. I would make excuses all the time of like, oh, I'm tired. I stayed up too late. My alarm, blah, 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 blah. And I just get going with all these excuses. And when I decided to throw away those excuses and to begin to sit down and take the time, listen, small decisions every single day became a habit that I never want to get rid of now. You know, TJ and I, all the time, we have, we have a phenomenal marriage. But the reason we have a phenomenal marriage is because we do small things consistently. You know, we do consistently what other people do occasionally. And I think some of us need to get in the habit of doing some things consistently. And instead of being these people that are constantly making excuses about why we can't do something. You know, we want our, our life to get better or to look different or to get better, but we so many times choose excuses over execution. 
And we excuse our way out of so much life that God has for us because we're sitting in the chair. I think it's these small things. God is saying, if you are faithful with the little, then the plenty comes. Then the larger opportunity comes. Then the fulfillment comes in your life. In Proverbs 14, 23, it says this, in all labor there is profit. If you would just do something, something better will happen in your life. But then it says this, but mere talk leads only to poverty. If all we do is sit there and talk about how we want our life to get, be different or better, but never start to do anything, then nothing changes. So what if we started placing more weight on the things that we deem small things? How would your life begin to change? If you focused on kind words every single day, if we focused on loving people that are right in front of us, better eating daily, spending more time with our kids daily, simply having a date night with our spouse, the small things will lead to the outcomes that we want. You have to do frequently what a lot of people just do occasionally. But it's the small things that makes such a huge impact in our life. And if we would just place more value on the everyday little things that we think are insignificant, the diligence will lead to plenty. Number two is this, you have to make the most of every opportunity. Yeah. Ephesians 5, 7, 15 through 17 says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity Making the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. You don't know what's happening tomorrow. You don't know what challenge is around the corner. You don't know what diagnosis could be on the other side. You have to make the most of every opportunity. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And you guys, let me tell you just something. Let me give you a secret. The Lord's will is that you have an amazing marriage. The Lord's will is, is that you have financial freedom. The Lord's will is that you have a successful career, that you have amazing kids, but the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, and you have got to make the most of every conversation. I mean, what if we, what if we made choices to make the most of these moments and these opportunities, and we decided that today, today, I have a choice to make my marriage last? Today, I have a choice to grow in my relationship with God. Today, I have an opportunity to secure my financial future by the decisions that I make right now in this moment. Today, I have a choice to invest in my kids because they are here right now, sitting in front of me, not when something bad happens, but right now. Every single day, make the most of every opportunity. Because you guys, we're not promised tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but what we do have right in front of us today is our family, is the ability to make good choices with our finances, to say yes to the things that we need to say yes to and say no to the things that we don't so that we can work towards the plenty, the fulfillment that God has for us. You know, I have, a, I have a friend that I heard say this statement many, many years ago, and maybe he got it from somewhere else, but I thought it was so profound. He said, the more you sweat in peacetime, the less you bleed in wartime. The more you sweat in peacetime, 
the less you bleed in wartime, meaning the more you take the, the time to invest in the opportunity that is before you. The more you take time to invest in your kids, the more you take time to have healthy finances, the more effort that you put into that now, when something does happen, the less bleeding takes place. The more you sweat in peacetime, when things are good, when things are normal, when things are average, when things are okay, the more you invest in that time, the less it hurts later on. See, the decisions that you make today don't just affect today. They're affecting your future. We have to make the most of every single day, every single opportunity, every single moment. If you think about somebody, call them. If you think something good about your kid, tell them. If you're questioning that financial decision, don't do it. Like make the most of every opportunity because here's some perspective for you. You will never have this day again. You will never get this moment back. You will never see the sunrise like it is today again. You won't ever have the same moment to encourage this person. I won't ever have the same moment with my kids or with my husband. And when you live with that perspective, you put more weight on the moment that you're living in right now. So why wait for the diagnosis to get healthy? Why wait for your marriage to be in trouble to begin investing in it? We have to make the most of every opportunity. And number three, and I want you guys to really lean into this. It's repeat one and two. Because they're that important. The small things matter. You have to make the most of every single opportunity you have. You know, somebody asked me a while back, Shayla, what do you do when God feels distant? And this is going to mean something in a minute. What do you do when God feels distant? And I said, when God feels distant, then you be consistent. And I think the same is true in all of our lives, and that's what diligent is. When the thing that you want seems distant, just be consistent. Because eventually you're going to get there. Eventually it's going to come to fruition. But if every time a challenge comes, we bail out, then it's going to lead to poverty. We have to be consistent and we have to consistently go back to realizing that the small things matter. And that you have to make the most of every single opportunity. And what I want you guys to walk away with today is coming out of this season, because eventually this season will end. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, I can't wait. Like we have got to develop some things in our life that lead us to the outcomes that we so desire for our families, for our finances, for our future, for our jobs, but it happens right now. It happens today. And I want to challenge you guys to, to reset your focus. I don't know where you're at in all of those different places, but I know there's probably something deep down inside of you that says, I need to be diligent in this area of my life. I need to be consistent. I need to do this over and over again because the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. But of those that are hasty, 
it leads to poverty. Let's spend some time in this season investing in the things that are going to bring the outcomes that God wants for our life. Will you guys pray with me today? Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you that your plans for us are beautiful and perfect. God, that you desire healthy marriages and healthy finances and incredible kids and careers and all of those things. God, you want us to succeed. But Lord, give us the strength and the ability and the eyes to see the areas that we need to move forward in diligence and not just sit back and wait for you to move. But God, that you would give us the strength to begin to do the hard things, the small things, to make the most of every opportunity. Open our eyes to see what it is that you want us to be doing. God, and I pray on the other side of this that we would see our marriages healthier, that we would see our families thriving. God, that we would see financial freedom, that we would see so much restoration happened because each and every one of us took responsibility to be diligent with the things that we need to be diligent in. And God, we thank you for your amazing and beautiful and perfect plans you have for us. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. I hope you guys have an incredible weekend. We'll see you back here next week.